Welcome back to another episode of Rip Through a Podcast, episode 18. Yeah, we're here, man. We're here, 18. Round 18. 18 rounds, man. 18 rounds. It's uh, it's big. I don't know what's more impressive, our successive streak <laughs> or the Brisbane Lions at the moment, but uh, either way, both are going very well. And we've only missed one week of the whole season that was a bye week, so we'll take that. Yeah, 100%. We've done pretty well, man. We've done we've, very well. We've done very well to link this up and, and the people keep... Screaming at us to continue, so we'll uh, we'll keep persevering on. And I appreciate my coffee this morning. Uh, yeah. And the drive up here, you've always been very helpful in that regard. Yep. I, I feel like I su- we need to really get a coffee sponsor, but that's another thing to talk about. Yeah, one hundred percent. No, and shout out to Jackie, 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 Jackie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they should be. They should be. Like, bang, product placement. Anyway, we have hit a thousand followers on YouTube, three thousand Instagram, thirty thousand listens on iTunes, Facebook, nearly at a thousand. We'll so I'm pretty well, man. Yeah, I'm, really, I'm really proud of this. Yeah, and 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 you weren't you weren't big on diversifying our <laughs> no, communication streams at first. Oh. It was just you two, but I, I talked you into it. It was just me in my room reviewing Herald Sun articles. Yeah, and now we've grown into my cinema room. <laughs> and look where we are now. Look <laughs> at the are. setup. Look at the Woo! setup. It continue every time I walk in here every week. I it know. continues to change. I keep stealing shit from around the house and put it in here. That was actually at the front door, and it was like, what the. Where's my bag rack? I'm yeah. like, my bag rack. All the boys at the lockers are starting to realise where all this <laughs> stuff's going. So thank all, you. All the memorabilia. Thank that's you, Shannon. Right. That's all right. I actually stole some hair wax from Joe Barry. That's all right. Anyway, don't he might, he might actually listen, so I'll be not right that. Yeah, no, that's cool. What's going on, man? I heard you had an eventful weekend. Oh, yeah. just had to try and plan my weekend around your game. I'm not used to you guys watch playing on a, uh, Saturday, on a Saturday night. night and then uh, Geelong and, and obviously Gary played on the on the Sunday afternoon and, and Gold Coast. I can't remember their time, but it was all over the place. So I had to um, I had to just watch football all weekend. Which It's not the worst thing. It's, the worst kind, of your, thing it's kind of your job really now. Yeah, well, I um, I do enjoy watching other sports, um, yeah, okay. partly because I suppose when I did leave the AFL in a full time capacity, it gave me a chance to go into other fields. Yeah, um, but this well, that's weekend the thing was, with exclusive inside, like you're interviewing anyone and everyone. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this week alone, we've done a lot more with rugby league and, and swimming yeah, and athletics. Amazing. Swimming have their world champs at the moment, so oh, yeah. uh, Matt Corton's making some good news. I saw, at the moment, I saw so. that he's uh, doing the old strike and stuff, which is fair enough, actually. Well, yeah, anyway, what's going on there? Uh, no, mate, a couple of quick takes. I mean, in the last twenty four hours. We've yep. seen uh, Harris Andrews. Uh, obviously, yes. the tribunal's upheld their decision. So, where, where do you sit, fair or unfair? I know we're talking about it before, but where do you where do you sit? Probably bias. Oh, it's actually on TV now. Probably bias is all hell. Um, as you can see, there is just holding his ground, and the lucky comes at him. I've seen these before. It's, it's the attention. The word intentional that just throws me off a bit. Like his intentions aren't to smack him in the throat, and he he said he clipped him on the shoulder on the way up. So, it's just this word intentional. Like I don't think it's fair that he gets a week. Um, he's had the cleanest records in history. He's only had, I don't think, he, I don't think he's ever been, ever been reported. So it's not in his caper to go doing that stuff. So I don't know. Um, I watched the uh, the, the rolling live um, feed on oh, it, yeah. and geez, they went hard after him. Yeah. Um, and the umpire didn't let up, let up on him either. Andrew Stevens kind of threw him under a bus, but I don't know. It was it was I thought it was pretty unfair. And the best thing about it, they come out of all this. We've won five out of six <laughs> games without without Harris Andrews. So. Um, that's not the worst thing in the world. Actually, probably we'll probably win this weekend without him now. So he knows that. We put in the group chat last night, so he's a <laughs> he actually brought it up himself. So it's pretty. It'd be funny. flat. It'd be flat. Yeah, it's just that. Yes, but in all in all, like he'll cop a week. Um, he'll be back for the week after. But it's it's just kind of frustrating that that word intentional um, with low impact. He played the rest of the game, kicked a couple of goals. Like it was no nothing 
untowards him. Um, yeah. So I just think like it would be a fine at max free kick, and as he was apologetic there on the spot. So, yeah. so is that where is that where you take issue? Is the the, the act of intentional? Because yeah. I, I don't I, looking at that, his natural reaction wasn't to strike. Well, if someone's come like for me. Someone's coming at you. Um, you're gonna brace or kind of hold your distance or space. And they don't obviously they don't like the raised elbows. I've seen people get off with the raised elbows in the past. Oh, yeah, your boy. But yeah, well, um, which was <laughs> acquitted of all charges. Exactly. So um, yeah, I don't know. It's those things that I just don't like that word intentional. Like you don't know his intentions. Yeah. Obviously, there's actions that can show what you're intending. But I've seen blokes try and swing and hit people in the head and, and missed and hit them in the arm, and it's it's fine because they didn't connect. But it's intentional. Yeah. So just get rid of that word, I think, um, and then we can just kind of. Really assess the situation. Yeah, in a um, in a more change of pace, Alan Christensen obviously yeah. had a lot to deal with over the last coming days, and and you mentioned behind the scenes um, there was obviously a lot going on as well. Yeah, I think it was I only was aware of this pretty much um, Monday. Um, I think it happened Saturday during the game. It's kind of well public publicated, uh, publicized now. What 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 the guy said. Um, it wasn't great. It's one of those things that you think, and him being a, he's on, it was on a members page of ours. So we have a, a f- there's a few social pages that are um, Brisbane Lions supporters only, and he's gone in there and said that. Um, and I think family members were in there, they saw that and they kind of reported it to the to the club, and the club handled it very well. Um, they banned him from all those social media pages. I think he can't become a member. He he was a member at one stage, um, and they've banned him from that for the time being. Um, but Bundy came in and spoke to the group and just showed it what effect it had on him and his family. You know. He, He's got a very large family from TI away from Darwin and also obviously in Victoria where he's from. So, um, you know, it doesn't just affect him and that little stupid comment that guy made, but he's been he's been a um, consistent abuser of multiple Lions players. So it's one of those things that it's, it's good to see the community standing up to people like that now. And they came out and got on the front foot and um, reported him. So, yeah, he just spoke about how, you know, it affects him and he's, you know, he's had a couple of tough days and everyone got around him, which is really good. But the club handled it really well in my eyes. Yeah, as a teammate, how hard is it? Because yeah. we, we had Eddie Betts, you know, literally four weeks ago, four weeks ago, telling us, you know, the education that that continues to, to be needed around how to address these issues, and I think the club handled it really well by by what I could see, and yeah. and even the game in terms of addressing it. But as a teammate, it it must be difficult to see someone like Alan, who I know you respect highly, really hurt like that. Yeah, well, we'll talk about the game in a minute, but just like it just takes all the gloss off that. Like we had a really good victory. Um, beating North Melbourne up here in front of 24,000. Um, and then for that to be just soured by a comment one one stupid bloke makes um, during the game, uh, it, it, it honestly hurts. It hurt, you can tell it was hurting him, um, and that obviously rubs up, rubs off on us. So, yeah, he came in and said, look, you know, I'm hurting a little bit. Just um, understand what this guy's done. Uh, let's try and move on from it. But um, the best thing with him, he's done so much work in the Indigenous community, especially up here and in our reconciliation plans with the club and, He's a big advocate for that and he speaks on behalf of all the Indigenous players and the competition and in our club. So um, he handled it really well as well. So I don't know, it would be good to move on from that. But um, in saying that, you still want to shed light on it and make sure that people become aware of what effects it does have. But um, credit to him, man. He's, he's done a very good job. Yeah, absolutely. Now, on the weekend, what a what a, qu- what a last quarter it to was. be able to actually see you guys get up. I mean, Tiss hot two minutes. Did you watch oh, that? I did, man. I did. I, I, I was waiting for it to come out. It didn't take long before yeah, AFL.com.au yeah. sort of pieced that all together. But yeah. what, what, were, what were you thinking in that last quarter as, as scenes were unfolding the way they were? It was tough. Obviously, they started well. Um, we spoke about it all week that they – you know, they come out and they try and get a jump on you in the first quarter. And they've done that to us in round two or three, I think it was, when we played them last. And 
And they've changed, as I mentioned last week, they've changed the game, game a little bit. Um, and we kind of adjusted to that um, after halftime. We really didn't play to our best performances in the first half, especially first quarter. They got five goals and we kicked one goal four, I think. So our inaccuracy kind of kept them um, at a bit of a distance, which is hard to get back. But it was a crazy game, especially after halftime. You know, we started putting on some scores, uh, got in front by three-quarter time, and then it was just back and forth in the last quarter. It was just goal for goal. And um, it was pretty tough to... See a couple of those free kicks paid against us, and then it went for us. So I don't know. I think it all evened out, and you will see the last free kick of the game that like that was the headline for everything. But literally a minute before that, Oscar McInerney got done for um, holding out Ben Brown in the right contest, which evidently the AFL came out and said that was a wrong wrong decision as well. So um, we don't look at it like in the light that oh you know we got given the game. I think we worked our bloody ass off in that game, and um, we don't let anyone take it away from us. We th- it was great to get the four points, but we knew we put in the work, and our, our game stands up in tough conditions and. Um, Bris- uh, not Brisbane, North Melbourne are a bloody hard team. They're they're uh, they're very hard to beat. They're very contested. Um, they're moving the ball well. They've got great targets up forward, and their on ball brigade's really good. So um, we were really pleased that we won all our key aspects of the game. Uh, we thought we could have won by a lot more uh, if we kicked straight, but. Um, it was just good to get the four points. Yeah, I think every week for the last eight weeks we've come in here and said, oh, geez, how good is it that you're in the top eight? Yeah. Still in the top eight. <laughs> Still in the top eight. Now in the top six. Yeah. In the top four. I think we've gone seven, second six, on the ladder. five, four, three, two. So. At some point, the hunted's become the hunter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nah. The hunter becomes a hunted. I mean, how do you, how do you feel? I mean, how, how do you bottle this? Because we can't at some point we've got to take the lid off this thing because we're round 18. Yeah. I mean, this is round 18. We've only got a few more games left and, and you guys are now, Crazy. you know, really pushing for a, a top four finish. I mean, yeah. do you do you feel that? Do you actually get a sense that you guys are, for so long having tried to be the hunter that you guys are actually now started to be hunted? Yeah. Um. Yes and no. We obviously look at it um, the same light that we did when we started round one. We haven't changed our mentality at all this year. Um. And I always say in all the interviews, like, they try and get the F word out of us, but our cliche right now is just week by week, and that's genuine. That works for us. We're such a young group, and if we look anything past the week that's coming up, so we got Hawthorne, if we look past that and think, oh, who's our run home and all that kind of stuff, then it'd be stupid of us to think that because if you're 10% off or you're not right that day, any team can beat you on the day. So we're not in the position to think that, oh, you know, we're a gun team. We can just rock up and win games. It's not like that at all. We have to put so much into our process and – uh, into our routines during the week, making sure we're doing our recovery, ice baths, more meetings, um, you know, opposition analysis, all that kind of stuff. We have to make sure we're all over it because we're not that level yet. So, um, yes and no, it feels like we've been hunted, but we still have that hunter mentality, which obviously works for us as well. So, uh, I have been seeing a few comments. Luke Darcy, I think, mentioned that. And yeah. uh, we are getting a lot of media, but it's just making sure we focus on our internal noise more than external. But, um, Gaining respects what we've been do, trying to do all year. Anthony Allsop from the Brisbane Lions <laughs> Media Department was Shut very up, happy Anthony. with that. Oh, uh, that's with as that straight bat as you get. He, you don't get any better teachers from a media sense than, than Anthony, so no. very well, very well. But but there must be this sense that for so long you guys have been kicked yeah. on the ground for so many years. Yeah. And you've, been, you've been in the side, you know, uh, you know, be, being handed heavy losses and to finally be on the, the other end of that. Yeah. That that feeling from when you were in that position still must burn you to actually want to, I suppose, do damage to some of these teams that have been hurting you for so yeah. long. We are a lot of these teams in the competition. There's no dance around the fact they've been kicking us while I've been down for a few years now. So um, we go into the game with a little bit of personal um, injustification as well around that. So we personally, I feel that um, we owe these teams a lot, and that's what that's the mentality we go out there with. We we want to gain respect in the competition, but at the same time, making sure we're beating these guys. Um, 
Because there's a couple of teams recently that we've beaten that I've I've absolutely strongly disliked. Just the arrogance that go goes around them, and when they're when they're beating us for the last five, I've been here for what five years now, and um, it's hard to get over line against these teams. But when they, when they've been kicking us and in our face and letting us know what our club's all about, um, it does 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 hurt you, and we, we keep that in our minds. So that's something that's burning inside of us, and we want we really want to gain that respect. But um, around that. It's just, I, guess, I guess that's how we play our footy at the moment. I felt like you weren't angry at Cam. You were just angry at after all those years with you and Cam Southcliffe the other the other week. That was just you coming just out. Just so. coming out. No, I was angry at Cam. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it is interesting though. And I suppose, you know, you're seeing the crowds coming back at the Gabba now too, which just makes an unbelievable atmosphere when that stadium's full. And, and I, I have a real belief that they played a big role on the weekend. Yeah, they do. Especially in the last quarter. If that was an away game, it'd be very tough. Um I think we had 24,000 there. So the Gabba gets very loud. It's like a little Coliseum. Um, and the roar is just massive. Like I've only heard that roar a couple of times. Um, and we've been in a few tight games this year, but they've usually been on the road. So we haven't really heard it that loud before. Um, but it was massive. And it got us, I rec- I'd honestly believe it got us over the line, which is which is a good thing to say and a bad thing to say. But um, just everyone's getting to the Gabba at the moment. Like that. Like it's just, it's an amazing feeling when. You'd, I'm just trying to understand how it was back in the three P area. Like there would have been just sold out gabbers every week yeah. and just humongous like crowd noise. So it's really good to get them down to the gabber. And um, I'm loving my, loving the home games there. If we can get more home games, the better. Yeah, obviously, and of course now switching the pace. Let's, let's look around the league. Brett Ratton, one of your former yep. mentors, uh, took the reins last week of, of St Kilda after Alan Richardson stepped down. Um, nice little win on the weekend. The caretake coaches have been. Doing pretty well this year. They have. It's a, it's becoming a trend, isn't it? Um, we used to come to the, one of those. So, I don't know. I was speaking to a uh, Kangaroos player on the weekend. Um, I just kind of asked him because Kangaroos have been flying since the caretaker take, like Reshaw's taken over, and I was just uh, trying to understand why. Um, and he just kind of mentioned that the players now are playing for their contracts, so they want to play well. Like, let's not say that no one wants to play well in the AFL, but you kind of get comfortable in the role that you're doing over the years and. When the new coach comes in, you don't you have that uncertainty around where you fit in the club and how you're going to fit in the team. So everybody's trying to play the team role to a perfect T. Um, they're trying to get the best out of themselves every week. They might up their recovery and feel fresh to come to the game. So it just said like they're playing freer and they a bit more pressure on them to play well. So that's that's where I think that the teams are starting to win games, especially when they get a new coach coming in because they're playing for their contracts. Um, a new coach can come in, we talked about before, a new coach can come in and then not like the way you go about your footy or he's seeing things in your game that he doesn't like and you won't get a game next year or maybe a contract. So that added pressure of a new coach possibly coming in the next year and and everyone talks about this. So Rats, I heard, is an amazing assistant coach. I had him as a coach for four, probably four years and he was a really good head coach. Looking back at him now, like he was my first, so I thought he's probably a bit harsh on me, all this kind of stuff, a bit of tough love and all that, but... Looking back at now, he was doing a really good job. His X's and O's were down to a T. And now he's had that – I've been in a similar situation now. I've had my second my second chance at AFL, and obviously I've played better footy since I've been up in Brisbane. So he's gone through the ranks. He went through the um, the Hawthorne premiership years. He would have picked up a lot from Clarko and now other assistant coaches. So I really believe that he'll be head coach next year, um, and he deserves it too because when he got let go, I thought he was extremely stiff. Um, we missed finals, I think, just, and we had a lot of injuries and stiff stuff that he c- couldn't control that year. And then we'll talk about the next guy who came in um, in Malthouse in a second, but um, he'll definitely coach next year, I believe, and he, rightly so. It was good to see him get in the Gator chair on the weekend because he's been through a hell of a lot um, since the Colton days. Yeah. Do you, do you see under any possibility, in any realm of possibility, do you, do you see Carlton potentially being 
a fit for him next year? Uh, I don't think so. I it, think it couldn't happen, could it? I don't. I don't think in that regards. Not not because it wouldn't happen. In just if I put myself in his shoes, I wouldn't go back and coach. Um, because he was doing a good job. I think we played in his tenure. I think we had three finals appearances in four years when I was there. Um. And for him to kind of get shown the door, I think I was a bit harsh by them. So I, I think there would be still. He said it's a possibility, but I don't think he would know. I think yeah. I think for him to try and take over St Kilda or North Melbourne, apply for that job, or whoever opens up next year, I think that'd be better fit for him. Because I'm not a massive um, advocate for coaches coaching a team that they please to play for. It just it just doesn't sit well sometimes. Um, obviously, it's worked for Collingwood. You know, Nathan Buckley's doing a good job down there, but in other cases, I think it's just too much um, to let someone go or to be too honest with them because they're a club champion is just, I think it's conflict of interest, I reckon. Yeah, absolutely. And another former coach of yours, Mick Malthouse, came out this week and, and kind of, I suppose, was just really open and honest and said, you know, coaching is part of his DNA. And, and yeah, I, I saw him get asked that question. He was, it, it wasn't like a big question, but he kind of opened the door for a conversation, didn't he? Yeah, you, you kind of felt he put it on the agenda to, to I felt like. maybe, maybe just let people know that there is an interest there. Yeah. Um, can, can you see him having a co- coaching role? I'm not specifically in, say, head coach, but could you see him having a, co- a coaching role from, from 20 to 2020 onwards? Or where, where do you kind of see the place that he may be able to take in the game? Because I, I would say that in American sports, if you're looking at the NBA or the NFL – He'd still be coaching in some capacity. He, yeah. He'd probably still be a head coach. Yeah. Um, but obviously in our game, we're, we're quite unique in that sense. So where, where do you see, uh, I suppose, a potential fit for him? Do you see a potential fit? Do you think that he could potentially take on a coaching role? Well, I can only go off what I've personally experienced with Malthouse. Um, so I can't talk about his past experiences. You know, he's won grand finals at two clubs. He's done mostly everything, coaches, game record hold, all that kind of stuff. But I can only go off what I've endured with him. Um it made it very tough for me to enjoy the game and to enjoy the environment that I was in at the Colton Footy Club, um, which evidently, I guess, led to my delisting at one stage. So, yeah, so I could see him probably doing a role in director of coaching, helping a young coach out. Maybe you, I think we mentioned off air before that you thought you could be fitting in with Gold Coast a little bit there with the, GM, uh, with the director of coaching role, helping out Stuart Jew in times like this. Um, but in saying that, in all honesty, I believe that he wouldn't wouldn't fit into today's coaching roles because you have to have levels of communication and when he breaks the players down he really struggled to bring them back up um and that's what i saw firsthand and and word of mouth at the, at the colton footy club so i don't i was, was surprised when i saw him that he threw his hat back in the ring and left a door ajar for possibly want to coach again i think it's probably a bit past him now um in terms of that, that aspects but be, be good to see what happens next year i, I don't see him coaching again but um I guess that's up to him. So for you personally, it was it was quite difficult to come into work. Is that is that what you kind of alluded yeah, to? Yeah, yeah. Well, personally, I started losing love for the game and coming into work was always very tough. And, you know, I've written in my diary many times that um, I'll probably save it for my autobiography one day, but I wrote my book that it was, I just could, I didn't want to get out of the car and go into work because it, it was just a hard place to go to. And, um, you know, he had... He had ties into that and that's for some reasons that that's why I didn't um, probably perform my best, but... Um, he has a tough love. He's an old school coach. Um, he knows how to give you a spray, but he just lacked the the polish of bringing someone back up. And today's game, you got to have um, you know all levels of communication and being able to talk to younger players. And there's so many aspects to go into the game now. It's more of a teaching background type thing. And I just think he doesn't have that in his game, and he would be lacking in that regards. But in in saying that, I've seen coaches flourish in other roles instead of head coach. So 
uh, I was just speaking about um, Rass before as assistant coach. He was really, really good. Um, and now he's got the head, head senior coach again. So if he could fit in somewhere around that, maybe as the director of um, coaching, that could be a role for him. But um, in head coach, definitely not. Yeah, now a bit of change of pace. We saw it actually come on the TV just before. Jaden Stevenson uh, has been, uh, I suppose, coming a bit of heat in the yeah. last 48 hours for, for <coughs> a social media post that he posted on, on holidays in uh, Queensland. So shout out to him for getting to experience Queensland for a week or getting yeah. away from, from Melbourne. If he wants um, to come down to Brisbane for a look, he's uh, more than welcome to come down here and uh, I'll show, him, we'll, show him around. We'll pick him up at the airport and show him <laughs> around town. Uh, what, what did you make, of, I suppose, just the, um, the, the commentary around, and, and we're generalising, this because it's not yeah. just about Stephen here about players in his situation taking photos on holidays and, and posting them up to social yeah. media like where, where do you sit on it I didn't it didn't look great um in, in that regards I've, I literally just saw it I don't know about 10 minutes ago on screen if I was I'm just going to look at it because I'm not one to throw shade at players um for doing what they do because everyone's you know different mentality and the different ages and different aspects of their life's changing all the time so it didn't look great in that, on that behalf. I probably, if I was a pie supporter, um, I probably wouldn't want to see him lapping it up in cans, enjoying himself at the pool and stuff. I'd probably rather just keep off the gram or keep off social media. You know, like, it's, there's no no need for that in terms of um, showing him that you're enjoying your time off for the reasons that you've got time off for. Um, you see, like, Callum Ward and other players who have, like, season-ending injuries with ACLs and all that kind of stuff going overseas, which is fine, and... They chuck up all their social medias of them having fun and um, experiencing downtime with their friends and family and stuff. So you can't be like saying it's black and white, like you just can't do it while, you, while you're off the game. I think just the circumstances he's under um, with the reason why he's not playing AFL right now is um, would be a little bit frustrating for past supporters while they've lost a couple of games recently and they could obviously use him out there. So that's why I think a lot of the um, negative feedback he's getting is from that Um so, yeah, I'm not a massive fan of it, but, like, honestly, I don't really care about it. Obviously, he's got – I think he's back around 23, so he's not yeah. far off. So, he'll be doing training and all that kind of stuff while he's up there um, and while he's at the pool. Like, I don't see anything wrong with that, really, but I'll just probably just keep that keep that minimal while, you, while he's suspended. And he's probably been doing that while he's been off time. So that's what I mean. I haven't really looked at his Instagram or anything like that recently. So, yeah, it's only been brought to my attention because everyone's talking about it, why, why it is. But I think just he's young um, – he probably just he like the club will probably say look just keep it down like you're, you've you had a media yeah. manager job what would you be thinking if you were the the pies media well, manager we we had a couple of issues I suppose similar to that over the years um, it, it is difficult I, I think um, I, I don't have as big an issue as, as everyone else probably yeah. does I, I, because you know behind the scenes the guy would be training training the house that's down. what I mean like and he's he probably in cans doing heat training as well that could be yeah. so no one knows what he's actually doing behind the scenes he'd be putting in hours after hours because when he comes back it'll be finals time. Correct. And he's not going to be you know, overweight and unfit. He's going to be ready to go. So that's why I think everyone needs to calm down on that on that aspect. But obviously, like I, I just wouldn't be. I'm not not the biggest fan of him putting it up there. Yeah, you, you open yourself up for criticism. I think so. Yeah. Um, but I do also think that geez, we love to be outraged. Like if it's not this, it's we something pick else. Pick it, little shit. Don't. Oh we? my god! And we're the only ones. Like we're like we're the only ones that do it. There's no other sport in the yeah. world that literally just dissects things so heavily. So if you're a media manager right now, would you? Call him up, text him. What would you do? I would no, no. no I would have. I would have made the call. So as soon as I saw the photo, the media manager in me would have absolutely called him and and, yeah. and said, "Look, it's in your best interest, I believe, to to maybe reconsider whether that post should remain up." Yeah, yeah. Um, you wouldn't take it down now, though. Now it just looks like he's in trouble. Well, I, I think that's probably right. I think I think there's a bit of an education as well because it's not just about that post. It's also 
helping yeah. Jaden understand. It's just his brand as well, I guess. You, you're trying yeah. to build up. Like if, so when I got delisted and I got in trouble um, for the things I did off field, I wouldn't be putting up photos of me at another nightclub type thing or doing something like around those lines. So you can stay on, <coughs> you can stay connected to social media and stuff, but try and like this is just the the player and the cliches that we get. Just try and look like you're doing the right thing that you can possibly be doing. So if I was him, I'd, I'd just be chucking up photos of me training, um, getting the rig out in that regards, like shirt off, doing some running sessions and doing hard laps or boxing or whatever he's doing. So um, I think everyone just sees that photo of him in a pool in cans, like that he's having the time of his life, which wouldn't be true at all. He'd be yeah. He'd be still mentally, you know, scarred a little bit from what's actually happened. He'd be missing out on football. He'd be feeling a bit guilty that he's not out there and all that kind of stuff. So. From a player's point of view, I know how he'd be feeling in that regards. And oh, I just saw his caption. I think LeBron James liked his photo. Yeah. So if, if you can go off that, that's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. 100%. I'll cop all this shit for LeBron James and notice my photo. 100%. I'm taking but that yeah, every day no, of the but, week. But honestly, I don't care. Like, do what he wants to do, really. It's just yeah. up to him. But I'll just probably stay off the ground for a little bit. No, 100%. And, and I suppose the, the the other talking point that we're starting to see now in the last 24 hours, the Herald Sun went with it. Uh, I think Tim Watson might have actually been the first to, to go with this, that uh, AFLX may not be returning in 2020 now. Now, we can only go off that. Correct. We're, so we're we only actually talking about this. I haven't yeah. hit up the AFL. I'm like, oh, hey, Gil, um, it's Mitch Robinson from Rip Through a Podcast. Yeah, you know, I know you know. Yeah. Um, 100%. We're, we're, Is we're, AFL like scrap next year? So we don't know that actually. Correct. And, and, and we've got to be really clear that it's just – Mild reports that are coming through. <laughs> but he say, she say. 100%. But, but in terms of the actual concept, I mean, what, what did you make of it? Look, I'll, I'll be honest. The only reason I'm not a fan of it is because I'm trying to push my State of Origin campaign. I did see some comments on uh, on the articles regarding State of Origin. Obviously, it didn't say you know, Sean Tobin's oh, okay. well, then, revolutionary yeah. idea or anything. Thanks but, for getting me worked up. But it's getting out that voice that you need. Yeah, oh, 100%. No, we need we need the people to get behind this. Yeah, we yeah. And they are, they are, but they're just not giving you any credit. Yeah. Um, to be honest, uh, scrap it. I think definitely get rid of it. Uh, yeah. I think it so, was, so scrap it because... It just... Because from why? My, from my point of view, it was just cringy. Like the, the way they went about like the... Rampage. The and rampage and the, the logos and just the, the entrances and stuff. Like I can understand they're trying to do like an NBA type thing and I'm, I'm, I'm usually on here talking about trying to ramp that stuff up, make it a bit cooler, make it a bit more mm. states. But it just, I don't know, we just can't do it like they do it. It's, it needs to be a genuine rep game. That, yeah. That's my only thing. It needs to be, a, which can actually be built organically over time. Yeah. Like if, my, my thing is I just worry about the long-term sustainability of AFLX. I think it's something that could be used to attract, you know, international Well, interest. that's what they're going for on there. So they yeah. try to put on a rectangle ground so they can do it across... No, the can't not the country, but across overseas, like they can get it done in Asia, America, on NFL fields and that kind of stuff. So I understand what they're trying to do, um, but they could they could have done the numbers on the AFLX before that. Like I actually didn't mind yeah. like the teams having AFLX. So that wasn't that was actually pretty fun to play in. But when they started throwing cash galore at the players and they ramping it all up, doing their draft and all that kind of stuff, like I was just like, oh, I just didn't like it. And not to say I didn't get invited to play, so. Fuck all you people that didn't yeah. pick me up. <laughs> but just, I'd love to see how much money they've chucked into that. And yeah. like, we can go all day about there should be a team of Tassie because they're throwing money and that kind of stuff. But there honestly is, like, if I was an AFL women's player, I would have been so pissed off about that. Yeah. But the I, whole ordeal, yeah. like, I think the players' payments like 300 and something grand, and the AFLW female players were getting 350 across all the teams for the whole season. So there's money there. Yeah. And then, I understand, so I understand what they're trying to do, but it just was so shit. I just did not like it. So 
It won't be the worst thing if it got, if it got scrapped. That's my opinion. Yeah, I, I think great. Trial it, you know, and, and don't be afraid to trial things. We, yeah. We've got to be bold. We've got to be innovative. But I, I think maybe look at the numbers and, and maybe just make a decision based yeah. around that. Obviously, they're trying to attract like that fast aspect and yeah. get the younger generation going, oh, wow, this is fast and quick and look how skillful it is. But as I talked about last week, players, like, we have such a great game in AFL and I, I don't know why you just don't try and maybe just shorten the ground. And then you can do that overseas and stuff. Yeah. Because, like, then it'll be more physical. we got no pads. Every time you speak to Americans, like, oh, my God, your Aussies don't wear pads. Like, that's crazy, man. Like, they're always talking about, like, that physical aspect of that game. Don't wear pads. Um, yeah. We just smash each other and kick, like, big, like, the balls that goes, like, 50 metres and through the goals and stuff. So... Maybe do some research what they what they're feeling. Uh, big weekend of football though this week. Hawthorne they've played some pretty good footy in the last month. I and mean, I suppose they've taken some big scouts. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like I suppose they've they've really started to almost find their identity a bit yeah. after I suppose going through trying to determine what their game plan was looking like. So, yeah. I mean, you haven't had too many easy games in, in recent times, and it, it doesn't look any easier. There isn't any easy games in the AFL. That's why tipping this year would be shit house. Mm. But yeah, Hawthorne, they've, they've taken some big scouts. Um, Collingwood, they beat Geelong on the weekend. So there's no easy wins coming our way. Um, we've, got a, we've got a relatively tough um, run home, but we travel down to UTAS Stadium in Tasmania and play Hawthorne again. They've, they've only lost one out of six games there in their past seven, which was against us last year. So thankfully for us, we have um, trained there a couple of times uh, over the past. We had our, uh, our training camps in 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 Launceston, so we had a couple of uh, sessions on that ground. So we know how to play it. We play it pretty well. So it's going to be a tough one for sure, but it would be good to get down there and see all my family. I think I've got about 20 tickets coming my way. I so was going to ask about that. You'd have a bay, wouldn't you? Yeah, I've got my own little pocket there. It's called Robbo's Pocket. <laughs> Sucked in Eddie. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think I'll be staying over nine to catch up with the family on the, on the Sunday. So um, the best thing for me is playing Tassie. And I'm actually enjoying it going down there. So I know it's not my home, my home um, city, but... I'm a Hobart boy, but uh, it's good to get down there. No, it's looking forward. It should be a cracking game. I'm, 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 I'm actually looking, looking forward, forward to, it. to it. Yeah, 100. Uh, percent And before we wrap up, Mitchie, we've got some exciting partnership news yes. to announce to our Rip Through It podcast listeners. Yeah, we're starting. To, we're starting to break break into the industry, aren't we? 100. We we've, have we've uh, arrived. We've we officially <laughs> arrived. <laughs> we have a fantastic partner that's jumped on board. Uh, it is Telstra AFL. So. Yeah. Whoa! Get around it. Get around it. Yes. No, that's um, it's a big pickup for us. They've obviously done very well in that space in the AFL and they've um, been helping out a lot already. So uh, looking forward to getting underway with that and there should be a few segments coming up and uh, looking forward to what, what holds in the future for us. So 100% and, and plenty of partnership opportunities there still, still available. Is. You can slide in the DMs and you can hit us up if you want to get your coffee on the show. Um, I'm not like everyone else. So I'm willing to sell out my whole oh, everything. We are. Everything's this, for sale. Look at this product placement that could be yeah. potentially used. This everything's for sale. We are we are, we've got a yard sale happening <laughs> at the moment. Everything's everything's up. This for couch, grabs. I'm getting rid of that couch. I want to bring a new one in here. So 100. Everything's up. Everything's up for grabs. But no, welcome Telstra. We're we're excited yeah. to have you. And uh, yeah, on behalf of Rip Through and Exclusive Insight, welcome to the uh, welcome, welcome to, to the family. Welcome to the family. You earned it, guys. 100. Um, we had to go through all those applications, but you guys came out on top. Yeah, 100. It was like War Dogs when yeah, they uh, when they had that conversation. <laughs> 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 Went through the triangle of death. <laughs> Might be a different part of the movie, but what I'm um, no worries. Thanks for coming up, mate. I know it's um, it was actually cold this morning, so I appreciate yeah. you getting in your car and coming up and bringing me coffee. That's two weeks in a row now. I think I might be going to Gold Coast next week just to give you a chop out. Oh, done. All right, done. We'll, we'll, okay. Bond University will be coming. This episode has been brought to you by Sure Audio and Media. Um, as you can see, these microphones are pimping. Uh, thank you for that. So, thanks, Sean Tom, for coming up. That is ripped through it, episode 18. Peace out, eat down.
Get it, get it. Yeah. Oh, done. Not bad.